You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do it live! Fucking thing sucks! I have nothing to do with Russia, folks, okay? The mother of all bombs. You You people are cancer! He's a crisis actor. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Another deadly day on the Gaza border. My God, the bitch was wide! John Podesta rigged the poll. Charcoal girls are not allowed here. What's next? Requiring a license to make toast in your own damn toaster? Hell no. You gotta see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Oh, I don't remember. You would be much happier at home with a husband. Spend 400 years? That sounds like a choice. Fucking like children, America! I want to build a wall. Are you African American? I don't know what you're implying. And what is a leper? Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. I think the way! This is the worst possible timeline with Eric Wilson and Patrick Kindlin. You know, Eric, you say you're ready. But are you really ready? I'm ready as can be, as humanly possible. This week, yo, this week's got me fucked up, man. Oh yeah, you're losing your mind. I'm over here. I've, I'm completely black pilled. Don't give a fuck about how anything goes. Don't care if the world ends tomorrow. Don't, don't give a shit. But you, Mister Blue Pill, are uh, yep. slowly, slowly becoming insane by the media lies. <laughs> It's, it's just, it's killing me, man. I had to, I had to delete Twitter. I deleted it. No. I mean, I didn't delete my account, but I deleted the app off my phone. I can't look at it, man. I can't fucking look at it. No, I did that. I did that a year ago. You got to get it off your phone. Otherwise you go truly insane. The, uh, you the amount of lying, lying is, is crazy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Do you like it better when someone lies to cover their their side of the uh, to cover their team's ass, or when they just pathologically lie, like like some sort of mania that can't be explained? It's dark, man. I I can't. I I, I don't know. Like it. What is it? It's just clout chasing, right? Uh, it's one hundred percent clout chasing, and I'm gonna get us. It, uh, it like it speaks to this like darker, very dark soul. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the people that are uh, like to me, the most disgusting thing in the world, and I can't stop looking at it, is when someone with two thousand followers has a tweet blow up, and then tries to parlay that tweet into quote unquote something positive. It makes Ugh. me sick to my stomach. Like I'm gonna you, throw up. It, I'm about to fucking barf. Well, it used to it used to be, hey, check out my SoundCloud, but now it's. 
you guys really need to be li- reading Tanahasi Coates. And it's like, yo, sh- shut the fuck up. Shut up. <laughs> Nobody is buying this fucking facade you're putting on. Like, hey, ch- oh, I, I didn't expect this tweet to blow up. Well, here's the thing. D- fuck you. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, it this it, is worst possible timeline. I'm Eric. I'm Patrick. And Listen. yo, we I'm at my wits end, man. It's like I remember like a year ago you took it off your phone because you couldn't take it anymore. And it rarely it like until recently, it hasn't really affected me that much because I have this like disconnect. But like everything this past year, man, like the worst, the worst element of Twitter is like there it's it's on steroids now. I can't fucking take it, man. It's like the worst people have like all the power and energy. They got all the energy because they're unemployed. Uh, I think that <laughs> I think we got to talk about that. I've said it a million times that straight up the worst nemesis I've had in my life. The most the people that cost me the most worst liars, worst like derailers of my existence. Unemployed. You can't beat somebody who's unemployed. I say it all the time. You might as well throw fucking throw your hands in the air. So when we cratered the fucking economy and made everybody unemployed, yo, whoever gets those people wins the war. Cause those people have yeah. nothing but fucking electronics in their house waiting to be used for the purpose of acting like a fucking lunatic. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's it. And it must be it because I can't explain what the, what the rise in their power level has been other than, like this has just been a year for the moralizer. You know what I mean? Well, right now we're in the we're in the midst of a of a. So it, it, you know when people talk about the French Revolution, I guess nobody talks about the French Revolution. But when people forget about the terror, right? Which is it, it happens in every revolution where where there's just these uh, violent purges and petty grievances are re- resolved uh, in. in using the apparatus of the fake state or the mob or whatever is standing in place of what used to be the rule of law. So uh, during the terror, it was, it was essentially like, Oh, you, you know, you have ties to the aristocracy, like time to put you in a fucking guillotine. We saw this, we do this all the time as a mob now and Twitter just makes it so you can sort of, uh, uh, compete for the narrative in real time. Like you don't even have to wait for a newspaper to arrive on somebody's door. You can, you can struggle for the narrative in real time. So uh, like with me too, if you recall, like all the heads started rolling and people did this thing where they were like, Oh, um, that's good. That's good. And people were largely supportive. And then it started getting like weirder and weirder. (laughs) Like they're like, Oh, uh, the guy from Entourage is canceled. Oh no, why? Uh, <laughs> apparently, he he called his assistant a bitch once. Oh well, yeah, that's that's bad. You know, what I mean, and there, there becomes this like yeah. weird thing where everybody's just going along with, like, I mean, and then there and then it goes too far, and something cracks in people like you. You snap. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like the last week or so was your Aziz and Sorry moment. Because Aziz, Aziz pushed people over the edge because they were like, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> what are we fucking talking about? And just too much. Now, 
watching every celebrity get canceled for wearing hoop earrings in 1998 <laughs> is the yeah. most embarrassing thing. Yo, Eric, I want all of our listeners to know, and I want to be quoted in the media. Uh, I do Chinese voice with my friends. I will do right. a, I will do a uh, West African voice even in public. I think it's a cool voice. Uh, I will do, yeah. I, 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 I don't, I use bitch a lot. Uh, I don't use, I don't use faggot. Uh, although I don't care when I hear it. Like it doesn't like, I don't like Mm. lose my fucking mind. So that one clangs around in my ears a little bit. I mean, it's not pleasant, (laughs) but my point, my point is I want everybody to know who the fuck I am. And if you ever see me get canceled, just know that I'm partying. I don't give a shit. <laughs> like all this shit is bullshit. Fuck you. All of you in the sound of my voice. I don't care how brainwashed you are by fucking whatever, like Twitter or college or whatever nonsense. And no, I read this long thread trying to explain the usage of systemic versus, uh, uh, institute, not institutional. What's the other one? <clears throat> um, these two phrases that get thrown around all the time. Cause systemic racism is, this thing that we all kind of just globbed onto in the last five years, we started using right. systemic racism to delineate the difference between that and, and interpersonal racism. Like the, the type where two guys on a, on a, uh, on a lawn are screaming uh, epithets at each other, you know, like, so, yeah. but he was explaining in no uncertain terms, these words don't actually mean anything because they're used they're used like Smurfy, you know, like they're used in this way where they can apply to anything. So yeah. Efforts like when you say like, I literally, I literally shit my pants and it's like, you mean figuratively. Right. And that's what this was. I thought it was fascinating. That's what this was explaining was even among academics, this is not consistent in its, in in its applications and its use. So what, what is really being said? So, I don't care how brainwashed you are. You know the difference. You know the difference. And when you pretend you don't know the difference between Eric and I talking about Chinese voice and and fucking actual fucking racism that derails your life in some meaningful way, you are fucking lying. And I'm happy to get canceled by a society that fucking wants to lie all fucking day. You know what I mean? Like, put me out to pasture, open the gates of the fucking community and force me out. I'll go live with the pedos under a bridge in fucking Miami. I don't want to live. I don't want to live among people that are straight up lying all day. It's too much for me. And I bow out black pills. I mean, I just chugged them. I, I, I opened two containers of black pills and I poured them all over myself and I boofed one in my ass. You know what it is? It's not fuck. None of it's real, man. Twitter isn't like Twitter is full on like alternate reality it's like it's mental illness like just on blast and it's like it's ranked mental illness where like the most mentally ill bullshit will get the highest amount of clout and it's always fucking lies it's always fucking nonsense it's always evangelical it's like if they've reached it's not, i don't even it's not even accurate to call it moralization anymore it's evangelical man and it's like it's just sickening everyone is sickening well eric you know who's who's underemployed who's that the the mentally ill (laughs) 
<laughs> they tend to be marginally or, 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 or underemployed. So they have a lot of time. It's like, but it's not even, it's, it's like this collect, it's the collective unconscious that is mentally ill. I think that's what it is. Oh, I because it's a high mind of thought. It's like, it's not just, it's not just one person. It's, it's this fucking hive mind. And then like, I swear to God, I don't know if it's bots or if it's, I don't know what the fuck it is. Or if it's like trolls, like trying to infiltrate it. I don't, but like people glom on with even more mentally ill takes, but then like, because it's only like a minor stones throw away from the original mentally ill take. It's like, it's accepted. It's like, it's brought into the fold and like, yes, that too. Also (laughs) it's fucking crazy, man. And none of it's fucking, the thing is, it's not fucking real. It doesn't exist in the actual physical world. Uh, That's got me very concerned because you've got a bunch of people soft radicalized on the internet who have a complete disconnect from what the majority of the country wants. And that shit. So right now, polls indicate that Trump is uh, in a losing position in the upcoming election. Now, polls this far out don't really mean anything. We recognize that. We also recognize that polls have this, I forget what it's called, but it's basically people lie when they're talking to pollsters, but they don't lie in the voting booth. So there's this this thing. But let's take it on face value that Trump is losing. Okay. Well, the same number of people, actually more, pardon me, when polled say that police are not being forceful enough. So I want everybody to picture this in your head if you can. We have an election coming up. Uh, Trump sells his law and order thing, his law and order pilot. He's now he's now on SVU. Uh, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he, he sells his pi- Yeah, he sells his pilot to NBC. Uh, he is it's got more of an action bent. Trump is kicking down doors, uh, chasing perps. So let's say that he sells that to people. Yo, guys, you you're to blame. And I'm not talking about protesters. I'm not talking about people who are rightfully outraged no. at the death of fucking George Floyd. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about the lunatics. The lunatics set this dude up to win. And do I think he's going to win? I personally do. Is it a definite? No. And I'll celebrate if I'm wrong. You know, you know what I mean? So I, I don't yeah. have a crystal ball, but I'm very concerned because listen, the, the, you know, Bill Maher, who I always go on record as saying he has the worst face in entertainment. But he's pretty awful to look at what he got. He got in trouble, right? Well, I mean, he's he's one of those dudes that's now been canceled 87 times. And he's like to the point where like he's immune to the shit. But I saw people were yelling at him again. They were yelling people at him, were for the, him of being conservative, which is wild. They're ye- they're yelling at him for the thing that I'm going to say right now in no uncertain terms. And if this means I'm canceled, holy God, this fuck the whole game is lost. If you, yep. it's fine to cancel fucking Bill Maher because you don't like Bill Maher. Be honest, you already don't like Bill Maher. That's why you did this bullshit cancelization when he said an incredibly reasonable thing. Actually, he said an objective truth. If we rely on the information that we have currently, which is 
defund the police as a slogan is a loser. Yep. Listen to me, everyone. I'm going to go one step further and you're, please direct all your fucking anger at Eric. <laughs> I, I think defund the police is not just a loser. I think it is a CIA effort straight up. Yeah. I think that, I think that slogan is a psyop. I've never in my life, in my, in my adult life. So let's say I've started, <clears throat> started paying attention to politics, you know, not early, let's say fucking nine <laughs> eleven. You know I mean? okay. Like, let's say that's when I fucking started paying attention. But I've never in my life, I've seen vague slogans that mean nothing. A lot of those. And I've seen slogans that tell us what they are, but aren't going to, aren't going to do anything. I've never seen a slogan that I thought was concocted in a lab to fail. And that's what this one strikes me as. So, and if you doubt that, and if you're mad at Bill Maher, oh, Bill Maher, look, yes, he has a terrible face. Yes, he's smarmy. <laughs> yes, he represents the neo-lib agenda of the, of the you know, Clinton adjacent. <laughs> All these words you don't fucking understand. Like, yo, he's saying an objectively true thing which is that's not going to play to the majority of Americans. If you don't understand that implicitly, then you are deeply confused and you are in a very scary bubble. And I, I straight up, I'm 10 years from now, mark my words, Eric, it will be revealed to be a CIA thing. 100%. I have no doubt. It's, it does seem weird how like everyone kind of glommed onto it like really quickly. Like it became the slogan like right away. And it's sort of, it's weird because it's oddly specific. It's like a very oddly specific demand. I mean, abolish the police makes more sense to me, not in, in practice, but in like, in, in just in like, it's direct, it's direct. We understand what it means. Yeah, exactly. Defund is like a little bit more, there's like more nuance to that, which means, yes, yeah, someone, I don't know who was the first person to, to come up with that. Oh, uh, that's, uh, a- agent, uh, Marty Graves, who is, uh, stationed yeah. in Quantico. Uh, right. <laughs> that's who that is. Uh, listen, everybody. Um, Eric's a moderate centrist cuck. We all know that. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm, I'm on the extreme end. Once again, I am completely content to guard my property with firearms and not rely on the police at all. Completely content. So don't think that I'm one of these fucking people that's like arguing you with you on the basis of defund. I don't give a fuck. You could defund fucking, you could defend defund hospitals tomorrow and I wouldn't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't apply to me. I don't have children. I don't care. Like, so fuck it. Defund everything. But confess that a, you are not appealing to the majority of voters. And if that's that, yo, you listen, you're talking about my, my interest is hardcore music. If I thought that my approach to, uh, veganism was a welcoming one, I'd be a fucking deranged loser. You mm. understand? Like when, when my favorite sh- strain of veganism is, earth crisis singing about uh, shooting vivisectors in the head. If you think that I thought at any time in my life that that was a welcoming position that would bring more people over to an idea, you're fucked. 
you're fucked. And you are fucked for thinking that defund the police is going to fly with grandma, your father, <laughs> like fucking anyone. Yo, so fuck that. Your father, who's been a consistent Democrat voter and hates Republicans, that's not going to fly with him. No, because he, firstly, he doesn't know what it means. And you don't know what it means. More importantly, you don't know what it means. Like I saw all this bullshit about, you know, no, actually it means this. How, what do you mean? Because that's not what my timeline is intoning at all. My time, my timeline is saying defund to mean abolish. That's literally what my timeline means. So I don't, I'm not suggesting that my timeline, timeline represents the world. In fact, it represents such a small fraction of it that it's not even worth considering. But for anybody to seize the definition of a thing and say that this is the the definition is nuts. You're watching, and I should point this out to everybody. In every movement, you will watch the emergence of the the bureaucracy. You will watch the emergence of of the, uh, the managerial class. And you are watching that take place I just watched an interview with a Minneapolis uh, city council member uh, by appearances, a white woman uh, who is now doing like, listen, I hate that race shit where everybody's against Karens right now and like taking videos of clearly mentally ill people and saying, look at the overt racism of the Karens. Yo, you found the person at Walmart who's digging in their asshole and, and it has no sort they have no social sense because they're fucking insane. And, and you're putting that person on display being like, look at the systemic racism of the, yo, you congratulations. You found a person who is certifiable. You could put them in a fucking institution tomorrow. You could call 5150 on them and see if they're not kept longer than 48, 48 hours. I guarantee they are. They're fucking insane. So you, Listen, defund the police. What meaning is it? I watched this woman tap dance and become a politician in real time. Eric, do you know what they're doing in Minneapolis? Tell me. They're quote unquote defunding the police, but they're not. You know, what I mean? like they're basically uh, they are uh, restructuring the police. Also, when people point to Camden and saying they defunded their police, again, they restructured their police. They did a, a purge of their current officers, which was necessary. By the way, this is not yeah. unheard of. When, when uh, specific uh, police departments are, have rampant corruption, they'll purge. And that's basically what Camden did, and that's basically what <clears> – <throat> Uh, Minneapolis is doing. They are restructuring. Now, nobody quite knows what that means, but here's the political doublespeak that everybody, you are going to be asked this at Thanksgiving. And I wonder what your answer is going to be. So conservatives are straight up fixated on home invasion. I've never seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> the, they fear home invasion so fucking much. They, the question constantly posed, to people in favor of defunding the police is who do I call when someone breaks into my home? Now, because many of these people may not live in neighborhoods where burglaries are rampant, this might seem like a nonsense argument made in bad faith. 
However, it does require an answer. Yeah, it requires a valid, it's a valid question. So what will be your answer? And when people say, well, a social worker will come to your house. Right. Okay. So let's, let's not you and I straw man this shit. I don't know if anybody's saying a social worker will come to your house. I think that's like a conservative talking point that we're, that Mm. the defunding thing is all about sending social workers to your house while your daughter's being mutilated. I, I think that that's, that's, let's assume that that's not actually a thing that anybody's suggesting. Let's say that they are suggesting that, um, as I've seen, this is what I've seen is, well, police are, they play, they play both sides by saying police are, uh, their resources are overtaxed, uh, or they're overstretched by, uh, uh, making them to reply to calls that they're not qualified to answer. And whenever they talk about this, Eric, they mean mental health calls, but that's, that's, a fraction, it, 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 it is a percentage rather of calls where people result in, that result in uh, uh, officer uh, shooting. Uh, <clears throat> but it is, it is just a portion. I mean, a lot of, a lot of when people are, are killed in, in exchanges with police, we're talking about traffic stops. We're talking about calls for like what we'd call actual crime. They're not all mental health cases. So what, let's say that Eric, let's, let's you and I just play it a game for a second. What percentage of it, of uh, these, uh, whether you see them as extrajudicial killings, or if you see them as uh, a terrible luck, or you see them as uh, instances of uh, systemic racism bleeding into officer behavior, what, however you frame it, what percentage do you think is due to mental illness on the part of the, uh, of the uh, perp quote unquote? Oh, I, I mean, at least in the examples that people provide or that I've seen, it seems to be a very low percentage. Let's say it's a very high one. Let, let, let's say that it's 50%, right? I don't think there's any data to support that, but let's just you and I, for the sake of a, of a thought experiment, say that it's 50%. You're, you're okay. saying, you're asking, you're saying to me that you're asking that. So the person who's the victim of police brutality, how many of them are mentally ill quote unquote no let me be more clear how many yes but how many of them could have been alive today if uh instead of police there was a uh a trained physician a trained clinician a uh, somebody whose specialty is uh that type of crisis how many of them could be alive today and the reason i'm asking this is because even if we make it 50 percent, well okay now i need now I need the other 50% addressed. I need traffic stops addressed. I, I like, like what happens next? I'm totally like for the record, I, we can defund the whole fucking thing tomorrow, but where is your talking points for when grandma asks you a legitimate question? What are they going to be? Are you going to say, watch this John Oliver thing that I, I didn't know I agreed with until I watched it. Is that what you're going to say to grandma? Well, you know what it is? It's like, there's no the thing with what from what I understand, right? And maybe I'm, if I'm wrong, people feel free to correct it. Um, Black Lives Matter, the organization, right? There is no real like central uh, either like president or figure or like body that like they say like if you're donating to them to not donate to a national chapter, but like a local one, and that one has kind of like your local chapters might have more of like a 
uh, a concentrated like group of, of people behind it. But like, given that there's no real, there's no plurality of opinion around these things, which means it, it has no you if you can't define what any of these slogans or what any of these ideas are then it's like the whole thing is almost moot because how can you how can you advocate or lobby for it eric that's the problem is that you got a bunch of young people who have no faith in the political system i don't blame them who don't understand that these are ideas that are going to have to be sold to the other 56% of americans like, yeah, and it's like it there's is, just no – like usually in, in things like this, you would see like maybe a leader emerge or or like a figure that like would kind of become the 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 the, the head of, of these mo- movements or something like that. But like you just don't – I mean it happened with Occupy too. You don't see that happening and it's like – it again, it's hard to push for things that have a million different meanings depending on who you ask. Well – I'm I'm grateful there's no leader. <laughs> like I hate leaders. They make me it, it, like for anybody that doesn't get it yet. I'm not on your side because like if you want to dismantle this whole fucking thing, I'm not on your side because of some moralist pose that you're affecting right now. I'm on your side because leadership makes me physically repulsed. Like I hate any human being that would self-elect to be my leader. I hate them. I just, I can't, they, I can't even be in a room with them. So, and, and that's why Eric, you want to talk about some shit. I was talking to a friend that's got a bunch of employees and I was saying, yo, I'm trying to go my whole life without a single employee. And he said, yeah, he said, that's the, that's the dream. I haven't found a way to become <laughs> rich yet. Not having employees, but that's the dream because being responsible for other people is a nightmare from hell. And I don't understand anybody that wants to do it. You know what I mean? So, but more of a personal thing there, but here's what I'm saying is, uh, you have to sell your ideas unless you believe that you can violently impose them upon others. Yeah. And I, well, I think maybe that's on, maybe that's in some people's minds, but you can't do it from Twitter. Uh, I was just going to say, it's in the minds of a lot of people who it's like, I always say, People want you to burn at a pyre, dance around it, and then go back to their homes. That's what they want. They want everybody else to sacrifice themselves. It's this human thing where we all want, we, 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 our purity tests for ourselves are nowhere near what, what we put on other people. You know what I mean? Like you have to demonstrate that you are the, the most extreme on this or you're not shit, which by the way, I love this, Eric. I, 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 what, what are we calling this? Uh, Mad Dog and the Cuck? Is that the name of our show now? Uh, 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 <clears throat> the reason I say it is because anybody that – I mean I can get canceled at any time because people can just like – people can just take a clip of your shit and just fucking try to misrepresent you. It's just a natural thing. Right. It, nobody's safe. But, but if anybody in earnest listens to me and thinks like – Yo, this dude, like, like that weirdo that called me conservative because uh, I forget what the fuck I said, but uh, like <clears throat> the, if anybody in earnest thinks that, uh, that like, I'm like, I, what I'm trying to say is I'm likely more extreme than anybody in our listenership. 
And, and, mm-hmm. and therefore, if you ever try to catch me out on some shit, like, yo, I'm just being realistic, which is to say, you want to live in a home. You want protection. Y- you're lying if you say you don't. I'm okay not to, although I will say that the the individuals that you have allowed to take away your means of self-defense, you've made them your means of self-defense. So if we get rid of them, if you don't think that the average American will want to be armed, you are so far removed from reality. You are fucking insane. And what you're looking at at that point is not necessarily a more violent society. I can't speak to that. I don't know. You know, a lot of people say, well, when we removed the cops, the crime went down. I've seen data saying the exact opposite, but I've also seen that data. So I don't know. I think, I think uh, a thing that nobody wants to address is it might differ place to place. You know what I mean? Maybe what works for one place doesn't work for another. But what I'm saying is, you can't okay so if this if the state has the monopoly on violence which is the uh, the uh, anarchists argue against that um more uh, moderate voices argue f- that as a necessary evil and then if you're on the extreme you would say uh you, you identify with the state you see yourself as one of them and, and you're all for it <clears throat> so let's say that those are the three stops on this spectrum right well i'm just telling you there's not, I, I don't know if it'll be a more violent society or not, but it'll be a more armed one without question. You know what I mean? Without well, yeah. fucking question. But I think some of these people wouldn't mind that. I think, I think people are, are looking for that. I think there, there is like an undertone of like more sort of like protecting yourself. Like, oh, the cops don't actually protect anybody. So like we need to protect ourselves. Like I think people are, are ready for that. I think people are ready to arm themselves and just shoot at their neighbors. You know what? I support them backed <laughs> backed. Now we're, now we're at least we're making sense. We're being consistent enough for my taste. Okay. You know yeah. But mean? they, but like no one actually in practice knows what that means. You know what I mean? Because like they all live in safe neighborhoods away from the, the, the real like scary low elements of society that will fuck their shit up. And like, oh. like, what do you do? Like, I don't, I don't know. The people that claim that they would never call the cops and things like that. Okay. What if a dude is banging down your fucking door and is saying, yo, I'm going to come take your shit and fucking shoot your wife in the head. Like, I'm not saying that this happens every day or maybe even very often, but what do you do? What are you going to do? You're you going to call the guy's therapist. What are you going to actually do in that situation? Eric, you're not allowed to ask that question. It could never it's happen. Cra- it's fucking crazy to me. It's crazy to me that people don't think a low element like that exists in the world or that like you can just Eric- will it away by giving them health care and, and, and giving them a house and giving them like, yo, yo, the some lady people Min- don't have a fucking regard for life. The lady in Minneapolis was straight up saying uh, when, when asked a very direct question about people's safety in this time that they might be dismantling their police, which by the way is a total fraud. I just want to point that out. It's a total fraud. They're, they're, they're doing this very, like anybody who didn't think that their shit was going to get co-opted by like, I get, again, I hate this language, but like neoliberal policy mongering, you're, you're, you're fucking insane. It's happening in real time in Minneapolis. Go watch it. So, but this lady is tap dancing around the question is fucking so crooked by saying, 
Well, you know, a lot of our uh, a lot a lot of uh, our constituents uh, uh, don't have health care, and uh, you know, so so a lot of this money can go into hospitals. It's like for what the treatment of the stab wounds like what what are yeah. we talking like yo address the question it is a again it is it is a hyperbolic question it sounds extreme it does require an answer you know what I mean? like like is it an okay is it uh armed vigilantes from the community uh okay that's just cops by another name is it uh private contractors that would be interesting Ooh, okay that's cops that's, that's cops yeah. by another name you know what I, mean? that sounds <laughs> so, so, I don't think anyone wants that uh, well, I think that I think that maybe some of, like, so, not to get into the weeds of uh, of uh, anarchism, but you know, like, the, the, I always thought, I always thought anarchism was the 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 the, the, the bleeding edge of leftist philosophy but it's not because sort of like uh, like uh, anarcho capitalists took over the conversation like maybe i don't know 10 years ago or less and now it's become like more of a libertarian or even right leaning thing to a lot of in a lot of people's mind not in practice but in a lot of people's mind and uh, i but uh, i think what maybe the left fails to understand is that yo anytime that you remove a, a public, a public work of any type, like a public, like a system, it will be replaced by a private one. And whether that's legal or, or black market, it will happen. All you have to do is look to history. It will certainly fucking happen. So well, it's like people like that can't afford- like it's, it's, just, it's, just, it's just cops by any other name. So it's like what you, you, okay. So let's, let's hypothetically, you quote unquote defund or abolish the police and then you allocate those resources elsewhere. So, okay, now a couple public sectors maybe have more funding and you have a, a, a public safety, uh, 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 you have a public safety, uh, group of, of officers, patrol. I guess. Paw patrol. Yeah. Yeah. You have paw patrol. Exactly. That have a, you know, they respond to, I guess, assaults. What, what like, I, I don't know what their limited scope would even be in that instance, but then, so what? Then one of them fucking kills someone wrongfully or whatever. Then then or, then what? What did you solve? Okay, a few weeks ago I talked about how I went to the site of the North Hollywood shootout. I want to know in that incredibly rare, incredibly rare, but but 100% did occur event. I want to know who will respond to that call. Because they shot 1100 bullets at, at police. You think they won't shoot 1100 bullets at, I, I, again, I don't want to be dismissive and say social worker with badge, but, but (laughs) I just would like, I'd like an answer. Please give me an answer. And when, and if your answer is, well, obviously there will be police, then come on, man, let's have a real conversation. And then, all right, we're halfway there. You're no longer, you're no longer a radical. You're a policy guy. Okay, that's fine. You're a weasel. Let's talk about it. (laughs) But I mean, like, so here's the thing, right? Because we're the, this is the cynics podcast, right? And we love to tear shit apart. I think it's worth reiterating or acknowledge to people that like, yo, we understand that there's a fucking problem with the fucking, with the policing going on in this country and, and the way that, you know, 
that minority groups are fucking subjugated to their bullshit. Like we're not uh, stupid, Eric. But you can like, be you, you means- can be even wilder, Eric. You can be even wilder. You can. You, I no longer think. Listen, I understand for because Black Lives Matter is so closely affiliated with this particular issue that it is seen exclusively through the lens of race. But I think that even if Grandma hates blacks, you can very easily explain to her that. It, yo, there is a police problem. You don't need to say there. It, like, listen, I understand. I'm not trying to take blacks out of this. Don't be fucking stupid. What I'm trying to say is you can even speak more broadly than that. If you care to, you can say that there is a policing problem in this country, full stop. And at that point, you don't have to argue with people as I've seen a lot this week. It's starting to creep in and everybody should be aware of this because these are going to be going to be the questions that you are asked. There is the creeping in data that, the the data about who dies by police is coming into the conversation again. This uh-huh. is this is why I said when Black Lives Matter first matters first emerged, I said it has to pivot to justice and prison reform immediately, or the conversation will be lost. Now I was wrong because obviously it came back in a big way, but. I think that you are always going to be challenged with the data about police, about uh, police murders particularly, but because I get from my understanding of the data is that police are more likely to physically assault a black person, but they are more likely to shoot a white guy. So that's what the data reveals. And now you have to get into the weeds on this hairy conversation about like, uh, well, what if that data is real? I don't know. I didn't check into it. Oh, fuck. Like, you don't got to do that if you just say the obvious truth, the unmitigated, uh, nobody could argue it unless they're mentally ill, and at which point you can disregard their opinion, which is, yo, we have a policing problem in the United States. Straight out. We have a policing problem. We, we And it's up to you to make start making decisions for your brain about how you see that. Is it a training issue? Okay, then you're 100% just a weird liberal that throws money at things. Okay, fine. Is it a <laughs> uh, 100%? Because I reject fully that it is a training thing. Fully. I, I don't think that there is a... Uh, I don't think you can... The type of personality that is drawn to law enforcement, uh, there's, there's going to be some that don't adhere to training. That's just what it is. You know, I mean, you can train them out the ass, but there's going to be some that don't adhere to training. And now if we make police, the profession of police so unattractive that no, no qualified candidate will do that anymore because they don't want this experience. They don't want to be hated by their fucking neighbor. Then, yo, you're going to get a lower class uh, of candidate. You're going to get somebody who isn't just unqualified, but is dangerous from day one. And I I think that that needs to be addressed because here's an issue. Are we going to have cops or are we not going to have cops? It's the, it's the tipping point now. Where are we? Do we, do, if we want cops, then we have to start attracting a higher caliber uh, of a professional. If we don't want well, cops. Here's, here's, here's my view of things. We're going to have cops no matter what. This this doesn't end somehow with with the absence of police. It's just not going to happen. If I mean at the most – at the most, and this still isn't going to happen, maybe they rebrand the cops. Maybe. But we're going to have cops. So, OK. So then what do we do? 
do we do the thing that Camden did where they just completely, you know, purge the entire, you know, precincts or whatever the, or the city forces and rehire or retrain or whatever it is. Do what, what do we do? Okay. You fire everybody and then you rehire people and maybe you have a more rigorous test or more, you know, rigorous process on how you become a cop. Maybe these things happen. Maybe that's, but this is honestly the most that I can get from it. Like you said, people are not going to, you know, you're not going to get the other super majority of the country to jump on board with completely eradicating police force. That's that just, it's just not going to fucking fly with anybody. It's just not going to work. Okay. I just did a little Googling. Um, if there is any, uh, country in the world without police, uh, people argue Switzerland. Uh, but it's a funny conversation because it is 100% police by a different name. So like, of course, but that's what it is, man. Like, look, I think that's just how it's going to shake out. No matter what, if you have a group of people living in a space together, it's always going to shake down that way. Like, do we, should we start talking about the Chaz? I love the Chaz. The Chaz, man. So that has like their own, like their own version of like a security apparatus of some type. Yeah. And, and they're like bullies that are being weird and like enforcing. I don't, I don't even know, man. It's like a SoundCloud rapper with a, with an AK 47 or something like that. I see this on Twitter again, going back to what we said at the top. I don't know if anything on Twitter is fucking real, so please take it with a grain of salt. But from what I understand, that there's there's some security apparatus there, and and they're being weird and like bullish, and it's like, yo, congrats, Chaz, you reinvented the cops. Yeah, I mean, but here's some arguments in favor, or here's some defenses of the Chaz. First, there's going to be growing pains. You're not going to get this right out the gate, you know. Uh, second, it's a presumably, uh, very, uh, heterogeneous, uh, uh, mix of people. We can say that they all have similar values, but I think even that's a stretch. I think that there's probably a lot of people in there who are more radical than other people in there. I think there's probably, uh, a, a fringe, and then I think that it, like, if I had to guess, and I haven't been there, if I had to guess, there's probably a number of people who are operating in kind of a sixties counterculture sort of mindset. And then there are also people who are, um, much more of the internet age and those people are going to be fundamentally different. Uh, they're going to have different expectations for, uh, how they are governed. Um, so I, I think you're dealing with it with also people of, I assume very different backgrounds. Uh, and there's going to be, it's going to be some growing pains. I I'm defending the Chaz to the hilt and in general, and I want everybody to understand. I also defended Eamon Bundy taking over a ranger station in the Pacific Northwest. I defend all acts of a protest, uh, all acts of protest in the forms of occupation, particularly when they end without bloodshed. I, I think that it is, an effective and powerful tool. Uh, and I back it, uh, the Chaz, the specifics of it don't even fucking matter to me. I like, you know, Eamon Bundy's shit is nut nutsy and I don't even fucking care. I back it. 
You know what I mean? Like you don't have to be right to have your right to protest be, be maintained. So you are, uh, you are, you are, you are uh, branch Davidian Patrick right now. That's exactly right. I, I, I'm uh, Patrick Koresh is what I'm going with. Yeah. And, and, and uh, so I, I really maintain that, uh, yes, look, we all know what's going to happen with the Chaz. Don't, don't nobody fucking be stupid. It's, it's not going to be what, Christiana. Someone's just going to come in and fucking bulldoze it. Yes. 100%. But, uh, they're going to do what I assume Seattle will do what smart governments do, which is to wait until there's a lull in enthusiasm and morale and right. quietly dismantle the thing. Now, yeah. does, does that mean I think they should? To, I'll be totally frank with you. I don't give a fuck if there's an autonomous zone in the middle of Seattle. Don't care at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so it's fine with like, yo, that can stay. That's fine with me. Uh, do I think that uh, there's no way to sell that notion to the larger electorate? Yeah, I know there is. I know there's no way to do it. So yeah. it's going to go. It's, I mean, there's no debate there. It's going to go. But listen, for, for for a lot of people, it's a moment, you know, and in, in the same way that uh, what was the park in uh, Occupy? Um, damn. What, whatever the park um, was that that was occupied uh, at the beginning of, of the Occupy Wall Street movement. Um, I thought it began with a G. Um, at any rate, the uh, it, it's a moment. It's I think cool. It was called Squatopia. Uh, Squatopia, I believe. Yes, it, it was yeah. uh, a squat. It was C squat. Uh, yeah, it was so, C squat. It was it was run by <laughs> President Stizza. Yeah, I wish. So, uh, yeah, listen, we all know where it's going. But that doesn't mean that it it shouldn't exist for the time being. I think it should. Uh, but do I think I'm that not, I'm the, not I'm not mad at the Chaz. I'm I'm a little unclear as to what the the goal of a Chaz is. Oh, it's just opposition. It's it's, it's just it's protest. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there's people in there that are so fucking far removed from reality that they think that they're going to establish a life there. But I think for the majority of people, it's like yo, Eamon Bundy. Um, and before him, his father, I don't remember his father's name. Um, and, uh, 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 uh the, the, uh, I think it was aim. I might be misspeaking. It was a, it was an American Indian group of some type that, uh, took over Alcatraz. Nobody believes that they're going to like live there for the remainder of their time. You know, it, it, it's, it's just an act of protest. And I think that it, it, I, it's one that I like, I honestly think it is. I think it's probably the most effective form of protest in the Western world. So I I'm for it. Interesting. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not totally up on my, on my anarchist, uh, uh, literature or lore to really, uh, to quite understand what the, what the, the purpose of it is. I mean, like, I understand like when you talk, when we talk about like David Koresh, like the dude had a compound, but I don't, I don't know what occupying a bunch of streets in Seattle and like, you know, setting up a, you know, a place for people to crash inside a, 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 ca- a cafe really does for anyone or anything in the long term. I mean, I guess, like you said, occupied land is sort of a form of protest. So, I mean, fine. Yeah. Like it's, it's cool or whatever. I, I don't know. Well, it's, but like, it's, a dem- it's a demonstration of self-determination and self-governance. So, so, but then I think what you're zeroing in on is, okay, Patrick, that's obvious, but how's it work? Because if there's any problems with it, that's all that leaks out to the rest of us. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
all I know about uh, the Chaz is the problems in the Chaz. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, right. that's all I know about it. I mean, I love the name, the Chaz. I love that. I love the Chaz. I love that there's like, you know, big Resi or whatever the fuck, some SoundCloud guy is f- fucking running it. I, I love, I love yeah. all that shit. I think it's like, listen, here's the thing. This is why the black pill is the way to go because Minneapolis, yo, I celebrate their defunding of the police in principle. I think in, in practice, it's going to be a fucking joke, but yeah. in principle, however, I, I'm looking at it like I'm a fucking Dadaist where like, yo, whichever way this goes is fine, but you're not going to see me like do the internet congratulations because I think there is something relatively evil about partying for like, okay. If you don't live in Minneapolis and you see this as a victory, that's okay. If you're big happy about this and you don't live in Minneapolis, I'm going to ask you to check your non-Minneapolis privilege right now. You know what I mean? Mm. Because you don't got to live in the circumstances that are created by the thing that you're supporting. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so yeah. like, for example, in a, uh, uh, damn, uh, uh, the, 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 where the fuck was it? There, there is like a, uh, Kurdish, uh, free state somewhere. I forget what the fuck it's called now, but like, you know, when I see emerging democracies, I debate moving to them. That's how strongly I feel about them. I'm turned on by them. I want to see what the next experiment in democracy is. I'm primed for it. However, I'm not, you're not going to see me like deck myself out in flags for the place because I don't actually know how people there live. Maybe there's a big resi fucking like, like Mm. SoundCloud rapper that's fucking stepping on everybody's fucking neck there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. So it's, I think that that whole shit of like, like, yeah, that's a victory. Is it? Because yo, if I'm a small business owner in a, in a, a place that is going to, that is marketing the fact that they're going to dismantle the police. Yo, <laughs> uh yo. <laughs> so uh yeah. I think that you I think people have to be honest. Yo, if you don't live there, shut the fuck up. Yeah. I think it's it's one thing to make clear too is like like you've been saying sort of inarticulately about like you don't give a fuck about whether or not they defund the police or whatever. Yo, I think the reality is like defunding the police, I mean, depending on where you are, but I'm I'm willing to say by and large, uh really not a radical thing. I, I, I think by most people's standards, they would, they would look at police budgets and say, yeah, that seems like a lot of fucking money given the fact that, you know, crime may not be as rampant in my area. It's really not that radical of an opinion to allocate maybe some of that budget to other places that are underfunded in the city. Not very okay. radical, but the left okay. has like a very weird problem with messaging where they t- oh. took something that isn't that radical and made it so fucking divisive. Eric, you're going to get canceled like myself and Bill Maher. You can hang out at, at his place with me. We're going to play basketball because Sounds uh, you just said the thing you're not allowed to say, which is demilitarize, de- demilitarize the police is an obvious winner with so many people. Like there's, yes, there are a bunch of mentally ill divorcees who think that standing on somebody or kneeling on somebody's neck is totally appropriate. Yes. There are a, a disturbing amount of them. Some in the corners yeah. of, of population. I agree. Uh, however, 
the average human being could be sold on the idea that police budgets are inflated, paying for things that are unnecessary and dangerous. You could sell that. What is more difficult to sell is we don't need cops. We've got each other. Yeah. Insane. It's an insane thing. It's well, you know what? It's that's very radical. I'll say that. And I don't well, you're not going to win a broad swath of the country with that one. No, listen, people value their safety, whether whether it's justified or not. Like, here's the question. If we say to somebody that's like defund the police, what are you fucking crazy? And we say to them, hey, man, you live in the suburbs and nothing touches you anyway. You know, that's that's may or may not be true, honestly. But it's not a very convincing argument because that that dude is thinking about what he has worked for and is thinking, yeah, I don't, uh, it doesn't matter to me if, if, if this isn't likely to happen, it doesn't, that doesn't matter. It's that it could. And if you're not being honest about the fact that it could, and you're hitting me with, well, you know, it's, it, 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 like, what are the chances? What are the chances? We're talking about my wife getting raped. What are the chances? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you mean? What? Like, yo, that's not gonna do it. Like, saying to somebody, hey, it'll probably be fine, man. Uh, you know, statistically, you're looking okay. Like, yo, that's not gonna win. You have to take a different course with those people if you want to sell them on this idea of defunding the police in earnest or abolishing the police in earnest abolishing the police holy fuck abolishing the police once again that guy who lives in the suburbs might be comfortable with that idea provided that he there is no uh legal barrier to him owning a firearm he might be in favor of it who knows but i'm telling you everybody it's going to be if you think that we live in a gun society where we have i don't know something like 400 million guns and uh, uh which means that like twice the number of adults in the United States. So, so like, if you think that that's a gun culture, take away the police. There's going to be more, you know what I mean? Like, so it, it, it is what I like. I know people that went out and bought guns who have no interest in guns, never thought about guns before in their lives are now purchasing guns. Yep. yep. Yeah. All right. We've, we've, we've now talked this to death. So we have to pivot. There's two ways we can go here. We can go the very safe way where we tap dance on liberals who are obsessed with, uh, Trump not being able to lift a cup and that being evidence for his, for his mental state degrading, or we can go the more edgy route and just, and, and further talk about how COVID is just being used as a, as a means to like really uh, people, people being able to express their, their deep desire to control others. Um. Okay, the COVID one's going to get people mad at us because COVID is back now because people yeah, are exactly. – so people – I should say that it's press because it's not – they say that the, the, the protest in my neighborhood today had 50,000 people at it. If that's fucking true, that's, that deserves more press than it's getting. But the press yeah. got bored of people's passion. So it's back on to COVID. You know, I mean, you don't have to send yeah. anybody into a, into a protest zone to uh, cover COVID. So you just get some fucking experts on talk about the COVID, like uh, who's to blame for the COVID. It is, is it all the, is it all the people outside of bars? Is that who did COVID this time? Or is it the protesters? <laughs> hey, everybody, right. let me explain something to you. 
If you are one of these Twitter fucking idiots who takes the footage of people at, at bars in like largely white communities uh, and and puts it out there and says, look, this is the real culprit. You expose yourself as somebody who has not been in a black neighborhood since this thing started. You expose yourself as somebody who, who literally never leaves their bedroom. Because if you think that that is like a privileged white thing that's happening, being out among other people, yo, you are so fuck. You expose yourself as you, you really outed yourself as something else. Because let me tell you, when I go for walks in Los Angeles, I go through, yeah, it starts off as like kind of like a mixed neighborhood, white. Uh, my block is white, but then we start going, eh, I end up in a mostly Mexican neighborhood. Yo, there's no, nobody has respected the COVID distancing thing since the beginning of this. Not, not a single fucking day of this that I, that I went out and left my house. Did I see people respecting that shit in the minority neighborhoods that I go to? So if you are like one of these weirdos that is like obsessed with race right now, because that's you, all you can do is like you get input and then all you can do is radiate that as output because you're so fucking dumb. Like, yo, you're just exposing yourself as, as a person that exists solely on the internet. So w- yeah. there's this thing happening where who's to blame, Eric, who's really responsible for this next wave. Who's going to kill grandma. And it's like, yo, this uh, is the most- it's, it's everyone who's not me or my ilk and everyone that I hate, they're responsible and not me or anyone that is part of my ilk. We're all innocent. So this is what fully destroyed your brain. Am I correct? It did. And it, it makes me so depressed. It makes me so fucking sad, man. Like I can't, I can't, I can't engage with it because it drives me crazy. <laughs> it, it fucking, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting to act like you have to really be a dishonest piece of shit to think that like you are so holy that none of your actions have the consequences and it's everyone else that you hate that, 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 that causes the bad things to happen. Yes, but that's, that's the moralist brain. You know what I mean? That's, that's the, uh, hold on. I'm going to talk to you really quickly about a man I learned about the other day. Now, a lot of our listeners might know this man already. I, I, am not like, I don't have a art history background. So do you know Eric Gill? I do not. Okay, so Eric Gill uh, died in 1940, born in 1882. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. He was a, a sculptor, designed a bunch of typefaces that we still use today, um, and is associated with the arts and crafts movement, according to uh, uh, Wikipedia. Um, so the type of sculpture that he did uh, – oh, actually, um, you would – it's like, so he did most of his work, uh, in, in England, it looks like, but, uh, it's the type of stuff that, that New York LA buildings, a lot of them have this type of, it's a type of sculpture basically. Right. And, uh, did, uh, printmaking and all this anyway, after he dies, <clears throat> he's known as this very religious guy, uh, very devout dude, uh, gave a lot of his art, uh, to churches, et cetera, et cetera. After he dies, it turns out he, they read his diary and it turns out that he was, uh, he, he had a bunch of affairs, 
he ha- he had in- he engaged in incest with his two daughters. Um, yeah. he fucked his sisters, uh, and he ha- he had sex with his dog. Um, th- that's what he wrote. Now his daughters deny it, and I think that this is a weird sticking point because if we're going on a dude's diary, maybe he's just kind of a weirdo. You know what I mean? Like maybe this is like his fantasies or whatever. If his daughters look me in the eye and go, yeah, that didn't happen. Then I'm just going to, I can't like press the issue. You know what I mean? Like there's no like physical evidence. So, okay. I guess this guy's just kind of weird. Um, likes his erotic fiction. Um, anyway, uh, I have no idea why I brought him up, Eric, go backwards for a second. Oh, okay. Well, was it, was it maybe that the moral of the story was that like, what do people not want to engage with his art because they found out posthumously that he's a weirdo? Oh yeah, they do. Or, or yes, that's correct. Although they still continue to use his typefaces every day without realizing that uh, he's the one that designed them as is the case with so many things in our lives that we probably utilize uh, with right. no consideration for the person that made them or, or if they're good or bad. Um, but right. that's not actually what I was driving at. What I was, uh, <clears throat> um, I don't recall. It was, it was about this moralizing instinct, uh, not to cancel him rather, but like it, it's, I, I had a good point in my brain and now it's gone. Uh, basically it there, it, this whole thing of I'm indemnified because I say the righteous things. You are guilty because you're not me. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, that's yeah. how the average person navigates their life. Uh, and it is this like, yeah, you're not wrong for it to crack your brain wide open. You know, like, so for anybody listening, uh, Eric has been sending me increasingly, like he's uh, Wilford Brimley in the thing, you know, like he, <laughs> he's getting weirder and weirder. His syntax is dropping, uh, adverbs. He's just getting strange. And, uh, it, it's, uh, uh, but it's because, and uh, interesting, it wasn't, it's not because the media lied to you, which I think is interesting. Normally that's what cracks people's fucking head open, uh, which is happening right now. The media is lying so much. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but that's not what gets you. What gets you is the thing that like often burns me, which is that need to control that moralizing impulse, that fucking, uh, brutal truth record. You know what I mean? Right there. Yeah. Like you, it, it's, it's, uh, and you've been sending me examples of people firstly, who are really either, either one of two things. Either our government is lying to us in such an extreme way that I believe that violent revolution is necessary now, or there are a bunch of clout chasing loons who have taken over Twitter. And I don't know which one it is. I think, I think it's the latter because let me tell you why. When, when you see a tweet, right. And the tweet is just all caps, the mask goes over your nose, exclamation, a million exclamation points. And that gets nearly a million retweets and and likes or whatever, like nearly a million likes and like 500,000 retweets. You know, to me, it's just about control. It's, it's just, it's literally only about, it's not about thinking logically around, around the concept of what the mask does for your safety. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. It, it, all, all it is, is about yelling at people that that's all. That's the only feeling I get from that. 
because if you cared, you would provide maybe something more of substance as to why, like the importance of, you know, the why the mask needs to be over your nose and where it came from and who said it and why it's pertinent. No, all you want to do is yell at people. That's all I get from these people. Uh, you just inspired me to tweet the mouse. Uh, the, the The mask does not go over my nose. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> dude. And and, and the other, like these other things, these like unverified reports of what people see in hospitals of like the symptoms and like the effects of the disease that I've seen nowhere else, nowhere. And now I've known over a dozen people that have had COVID nineteen confirmed had it, and none of this shit. And look. I'm not like, I know the fallacy is of, of anecdotal information. I get it. I know that my sample size is not representative of a hundred thousand people that have perished from this. I get that. But why isn't it anywhere? Why is, if this is, if, if, if these takes that I see on Twitter, right, that come from people that work in these facilities, why am I only getting this information from those posts? And it just feels like a fucking lie. It feels it like I'm not saying it is because I don't know. And maybe these are very, very uh, um, reliable and honest and and real human beings, real stories with real information. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it, there's something in my gut, man. It feels like a fucking lie. Also, when you use trigger warning COVID-19, stop it. Stop it. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Firstly, you 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 erase any credibility you have when you go trigger warning COVID-19. Stop but, it. But Eric, the thing you sent me, she was describing the symptoms of acute radiation poisoning. She was talking about like your skin sloughing off. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what, like, what are we talking about? How have I not heard that? COVID-19 causes you to blister uh, your skin to blister and for you to uh, inflate like a balloon. How have I not heard that? Why has that not come up in any language? Why has this been the most covered thing in human history? And yet I've never heard that from anybody except for like Panther goddess 44. You know what I mean? Like, What is the fucking, like, how does she, and don't get me wrong, maybe she's a whistleblower and maybe every other doctor on the planet is a crisis actor. Have we thought about that? It's possible. I I, I mean, that would, that would run very deep if that was real, but like, also, do you want to, maybe, I don't know how much, how much time maybe, maybe we can, I don't know if we want to end on this, but brand, a branch off of this trigger warnings. That's got to go. Oh, this is, this is, this is our, this is our Bill Maher segment. This is our new rules. No more trigger warnings. Stop it. Um, yeah, I mean, you you saw the thing that I tweeted the other day, right? That there, yeah, that there now there's increasing increasing evidence. Uh, you know, there's it's hard to ever say evidence, but there's there there there's uh, or definitive evidence, but there's increasing evidence that it's exactly what cognitive therapists have been saying for fucking since trigger warnings emerged. Since trigger warnings emerged, cognitive therapists have said uh, that goes against our understanding of therapy that go, that that is not what we practice and people have just been shouting over them <laughs> and being like no 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 i've got a degree from tumblr i know what the fuck is up and it's like yo now we have this this these studies and i think there's actually several that say oh yo actually this was really detrimental to people 
It, it did not seem to alleviate their problems in any meaningful way. It seemed to actually make them less equipped, which is exactly what cognitive therapists have been saying. It, 100%, it was bizarre to read findings as though I hadn't been reading that from cognitive therapists for years. And so they, they, they just said, yeah, this makes you ill-prepared for life. It makes the damage of, of, of walking around outside of a bubble very real. You know, this is the part of the podcast where we turn into like the real, the real deal, like classic red pillars, right? Because, you know, maybe the idea of trigger warnings is not to ever get better. You know what I mean? Maybe the idea is to never actually develop uh, or, 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 or progress right? into a person. Like maybe it's just that you deciding that this thing upsets you. So you need to be babied for the rest of your life when it comes to it. And it's other people's fault. If you feel bad. Yeah. Listen. Yes. Listen, Eric, the, the, the fucking, uh, political right has uh, adopted making fun of snowflakes and, and, Oh, are you triggered? Oh God, by the way, uh, on my, um, on my train ride from, uh, Los Angeles to San Diego, uh, an absolute, Orange County bro lived up to expectations so much when he engaged with another bro who he didn't really know. Um, they just met on the train and they're talking blah, blah. And he goes, so, uh, has, have, has your place been threatened by those soy boys at all? And the, 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 lady, the lady goes, the lady goes, what's a soy boy? And he goes, you know, Antifa, you know? And I was like, whoa, Amazing. I was like, whoa. I was like, you mean that my timeline isn't represented in this conversation? No. <laughs> I Incredible. lost my mind. I lost my mind, Eric. I, 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 it didn't comport with my, uh, Twitter's version of reality. I was like, how could this man be so insensitive? These are the anti-fascists. Here's the thing, man. It's, this is, we're dealing with people that are ill-equipped to, to, to like deal with honestly the horror and suffering that is like existence as a human being, because you're going to go through trauma in life no matter fucking what. That's why it's not even necessary for me to say, but I'm going to say it. Yo, I've had people close to me fucking die at completely random moments in my life. I've been diagnosed with fucking PTSD, but fuck you. Fuck you for thinking that you're – that because you have trauma in your life that you now can run roughshod over other people and force them to censor themselves or live or act in a way that is – has to be babying to you because you don't have the fucking tools or the fucking the, – the strength of will to actually climb out from underneath that thing that makes you feel shitty all the time. You just want to put it on other people because you're a piece of shit. Fuck you. Get better. Grow the fuck up. Stop fucking trying to rule other people. It's so pathetic. Whoa. Moderate <laughs> Eric just fucking shed that mask and became the real <laughs> Eric. Pull yourself up by the brute straps, Eric. The fucking uh, future conservative pundit, Eric. I like it. Yo, I'm sick, of the, I'm sick of the baby bullshit. Stop, you fucking baby. Fucking stop it. Well, yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> think about who you're talking to. I, I, I get, I'll take it one step further and just, uh, should I go full autistic on the crowd right now? Yeah, do it. Okay. Let's examine the trigger warning thing. It makes you uncomfortable to, to hear those words or to read those words. 
It makes me comfortable to read those words or see those words. Why does your comfort supersede my comfort? Could you explain it to me? Mm. And, and the, and don't get me wrong. I know that's like, well, actually, and Oh, this guy's playing devil's advocate and he's white. Like whatever nonsense people want to throw at it. Yo, I just need, I, I need this addressed. Why does your comfort supersede my comfort? Why does it eclipse my, how I want to live? Could you explain it to me? Is it because we're talking about it wounding you? Well, explain wound to me. Uh, You know, uh, could I make the argument that... uh... Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Being told what to do is wounding to my sense of, of self-governance. Could we make that argument or is that too well actually for you? Okay, well, let's ignore that one. Instead, let's go with, um, okay, uh, why, why can you not remove yourself from a circumstance? Is there a reason for that? Is there because once you refuse to back away from a conversation that's making you uncomfortable, you are the aggressor. You know, what I mean, that's the way that goes. Like, <clears throat> I have a choice to leave a thing. If I don't leave it, then it is what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I, I and I don't think that any adult disagrees with that in principle. But if you can sell a victim worldview to people, they will buy it. You know what I mean? Like, even though everybody will say, oh no, that doesn't sound reasonable. You know, people got to take more responsibility for themselves and just sort of, you know, avoid things that upset them or not, you know, confront them. Uh, People can say that if you just get them in the abstract, but if you hit people with the specifics of your particular victim uh, metric, whatever that might be, they'll typically kowtow because they think that they're being good people by deferring to you. I'm 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 kind of over it, man. I'm I'm kind of over the person that wants to live inside of a soft shell taco the rest of their life. I'm I'm. You need to get better. You can't live inside of a of a of a bubbly, you know, bubble padded world. You know, everything's cu- all the edges sanded off and all and all the walls covered in, in mattresses because you are too afraid to confront the thing that gives you the bad feelings, right? I'm I'm sick of that because like. The, the fact of the matter is that everyone fucking has them. Everyone has a weird fear. Everyone has a thing that makes them uncomfortable and they don't want to confront. But guess what? Yo, I don't fucking like bridges freak. I hate bridges. I hate going over large bridges. They make me anxious, but I fucking do it all the time because it's a stupid baby fear. Eric, are you suggesting that if I have a thing that makes me uncomfortable that I may have to get to the other side of that to continue prospering in life. Is that your insane suggestion right now? 
My suggestion is, yo, you don't even necessarily have to get to the other side. Like, like, yo, I've had a thing about bridges for a long time and I still do, but I've never let it inhibit my own fucking life and my own will of what I want to do. I've planned out what I wanted to do and thought, hmm, I got to go over a bridge. Ah, it's going to suck. And then I do it anyway. Yeah, you're going to get slammed now for because PTSD is like nobody like when it comes to trigger warnings, nobody likes to think about the people that we used to think is primarily having PTSD, which is war vets, et cetera. Now we've made it about typically sexual assault survivors. So, uh, people are going to, people are going to be like, Eric, there's no comparing a bridge to being molested. And it's like, well, that's, I don't think that's what you were doing, but I think that that's, that's the question is, look, you and I would agree that being molested leaves a lifelong impact on you. Uh, Absolutely. Now, now, I'm going to be very uh, frank about this, uh, and I speak from the experience of of knowing people who have gone through this, which is it affects different people differently. Um, to say it, it leaves a lifelong impact is totally accurate. To say what that impact might be, you would just be guessing unless you knew the person personally. It's a very different person to person. So with that in mind, why are we essentializing the experience and say, and acting as though nobody could, nobody who had that experience could confront it. Why? Like, I think that's the least helpful thing in the world. I, I really don't understand. Uh, do I think that the most fragile among us needs to be protected? Certainly. But I don't think that that's the way that you protect the most fragile people. I don't think that right. you well, protect That's what it is. That's what it is. Because like, yo, I just... The set, I might ha- have an aggressive tone in my voice and this might be an aggressive uh, it, it's not it's not soothing the place that I'm coming from necessarily or the way that I'm choosing to speak about it. But the sentiment is, yo, I want you to get better. I want you to live a life that's happy and comfortable. And if there's things that make you uncomfortable, you have to fucking figure out how to get past it and making everyone, you know, put up, you know, blinders, put blinders in front of your eyes so you don't have to see the thing isn't how it happens. You have to confront it on some level. See, I think all that's true, but I'm going to live my conviction as a dedicated black pill guy. Oh, right. Uh, Total fem cell sort of forum, black, (laughs) black pill sort of guy, which is to just say, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm, everything you just said is true and accurate enough and all that, but I'll go with just one step further. Other people's problems are not my problems. I think self-advocacy is the only method that you have to, to increase the quality of your life. And those of you that want to die on a cross for others can do so, but I'm, I'm quite a bit over it. So, uh, to anybody that wants me to modify my behavior and not, uh, you know, like trigger warning this trigger warning that it's like, listen, firstly, the fact that we're talking about trigger warnings in 2020, when they're basically dead, you are just, you're just, you're triggered today because you saw somebody trigger warning COVID-19, which sent you into (laughs) a death spiral of time travel to 2000 fucking 15. But yeah, it, it, uh, but yeah, I, I just, I'm going one step further and just saying like, yeah, that's not my problem. That's your problem to navigate. You know what I mean? It's, we, we have to start being honest about, do we actually care? Because when the rubber hits the road, like Eric, this is my big thing. And I'm going to be pressing this nonstop in a lot of our episodes. Uh, Tell me. All of our lip service to, uh, 
I, I, if I was an American Indian, I think that I'd probably be insane with anger. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'd be like a lunatic at this point because it's, there's people fighting on my behalf, perhaps without even my consent for these acknowledgements, which do not put me back on my land. And the, like, so in Australia, um, New Zealand and where else? There's a number of places. Oh, Canada. There's a number of places that do land acknowledgements, right? Uh, just as I did for the uh, recent episode or recent uh, self-defense record. Right? And sure. there's nothing wrong with land acknowledgements, except that it's just liberal nonsense. If you're not going to give it back, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, and that's how I feel about so much of like, like, listen, the, it's lip service. If every place in the South takes down Confederate monuments tomorrow and continues to treat the citizenry the way that they have, what fucking difference? Like w- these things are lip service. It is lip service. It is, it is uh, the opposite of praxis. It is, it is, uh, uh, I don't even know. It, it, it's, it's a stuffed animal on your cancer deathbed. You know what I mean? It's such gibberish. Like, you know, I hate this sort of endless lip service that we play, that we pay to things, which is like, you know, you got radicalized by seeing trigger warning in 2020. I got radicalized yeah. by watching people like primarily whites. Again, I hate, I hate when people like, slam whites as though it's like, because it's such an easy fucking yuck. You know what I mean? Like it's such an easy, like it's a hack comedy thing to slam whites, but watching whites this fucking past week, just fucking debase themselves with their fucking like performative self aggrandizing guilt. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're there's such a thing as like big upping yourself by shitting on yourself. And that's yeah. what I see whites as right now is yeah, yeah. like it's, it's this, it's, it's debasement. It's a constant debasement. Like, like self-flagellation. You know, I only got one message from somebody that was wondering why I wasn't tweeting enough black lives matter shit. And here's the reason is because I straight up think that whites are stealing this movement. I think that I think that it is becoming rapidly a corporate movement and I think it is rapidly being co-opted exclusively by whites. And I can't say that in certain contexts like you know like that's a hard thing to explain on a fucking Instagram caption, but I think it is a it, I take that seriously enough that I do not want to be part of co-opting an important thing. And for people that are like what about the freedom riders and this that and the other thing? Yo, listen. I don't know, but those people risk their lives, firstly. Secondly, I don't know if what I've seen is representative of the rest of the country, but I've attended two marches where I really did not feel that it was a Black Lives Matter march. I felt that it was a... a uh, whites demonstrating how much they care about black lives matter March. And yeah, I do. I personally, some of you are going to be big mad. I personally see that as a step in the wrong direction. I think that the, that do for self fucking Farrakhan thing, I think applies very broadly. 
I think it goes across mm-hmm. the board that yeah. like I I would like to get out of your way. I don't want to lead you at all. So and for me to do my normal thing, my normal like dickhead thing where I make d- declarations and tell you how to fucking live and all that, I think seems particularly fucking inappropriate (laughs) if I am doing it for black people who are trying to make a fucking, uh, a a moment happen where they are recognized. I think it's really, don't get me wrong. I'm not slamming everybody that fucking reposted a fucking charity. Again, I, I, I'm free of racism because I gave so much money to charity, but right. Right. I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm out. I'm on, I'm on the other side of it. I can just, now I'm just permanently in blackface because I can get away with anything. But it, it is, I, I just think that like, for me, yo, I talk too much and it was important for me to get out of the way. And I, and I think that a lot of my, my white brethren are not getting out of the fucking way. I mean, I'm, I'm with all of that 100%. I, I mean, it's, it's, things are fucking sticky, man. I, I'm, 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 I'm at my wits fucking end. That's why we waited so long to do this one this week. Cause like, I can't, I watched you, podcast, I watched your brain explode. <laughs> it was very Twitter. It, it's a Twitter podcast. And I just, I can't, the people, the timeline is just, it's, it's just as Am I allowed to use the word toxic? It's like as toxic as it's ever fucking been. Like I can't, you people are mentally ill. You're all mentally ill. Yeah. Well, right now it's a mob. So anytime you got a mob, it's, you're going to get these bizarre, you know, you're going to get show trials. You're going to get fucking, uh, uh, you know, fucking, uh, public murder in the public square. You're going to, you're going to get all these things that come with like, uh, an energy, uh, basically a hysteria for lack of a better term. And, uh, the closer that you dance that line, the more easily the other side can dismiss you as, as hysterics. So I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I would be worried, but I don't care about anybody anymore. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, let's close this one out. What do we think? What do we think actually was going? Did you watch the video of Trump trying to drink the water? No, I, I, all that shit is like, uh, you know what, Eric, that's great that people are, are doing that on Twitter because that brings us back to three years ago and, uh, is just quaint nonsense from fucking true fucking corporatist Democrats. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like that's some real Hillary energy right there is being like, being like hashtag Trump's a nut. You know what I mean? Like th- that sort of bullshit. It's only 3 PM and he's going to be impeached any minute now. Yeah, he's going to prison. I swear he's going to prison. I, I mean, I will say I'm looking at I, I'm only mentioning it because I happen to scroll past it. And um, it is kind of weird. It's kind of weird how he has to like he he has. I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. It's, it's a he little odd. It like a bottle or something. No, he just like, like, OK, so he brings it to his mouth, stops. And then it seems like he can't use his, the the arm that the, the cup is in. It seems like he can't tilt it. So then he uses his other hand to tilt it and push the water into oh. his mouth. That's because they put him in Bob Dole's body when he died a few years ago. <laughs> That's what that it's, is. Yeah. It's, it's a it, stupid yeah. fucking thing. I will admit that I'll give them a little credence and say it, it is odd, but it's also a stupid fucking thing to fixate, fixate on. Yeah. I mean, also like with the election coming so quick, what, what, what's the hope? Like, like what's the point of that? 
what's the point of anything, I guess, but what's the point of that? Like, what's the point? Like if Trump is mentally ill, do you think that, or, or whatever they're saying about him, like, you know, he's losing control of his the, the faculties. Uh, if that's the case, do you really think that that's going to be the swing issue that gets people to vote Democrat? <laughs> you know I, mean, I mean, like there's, there's look, it's, it's, you know what it is. It's, it's, it's derangement syndrome, right? It, it's, it's like this certain class of liberal that like, I mean, like it happened with Obama too, with conserv with certain conservatives. There's, there's just a certain class of people that develop some autistic obsession slash yeah. like hate desire that where they just analyze every little like muscle movement and how that's indicative of or or justifying their like seething weird hatred. So like this one was just another example of that and it only resonated with people that are desperate like the fucking uh what's the the, the Perlman report or whatever that whatever that guy's name is like the what's his name? Uh, Ron Perlman. No, I have no idea. The, no. <laughs> the guy I remember, Eric, can we just get autistics back into trains? <laughs> wow. You're allowed to remember? say that because you're, yeah. Yeah. You've got PTSD. So you're allowed to, to say that, uh, uh you're running a, uh, a, a genocidal, uh, concentration camp of snowflakes. And I am mm-hmm. uh, uh, autistic, so I can say that we just got to funnel this autistic energy back into the American rail system. Right, right. Yeah, they need to fixate on, uh, yeah, on 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 how how the train system works. That that that's yeah. Where they felt how many really how many cars are on this B and O line? You know, I mean, I, like let's uh, devote your energies to that autistics. Right. Exactly. Um, I don't, I, do, you, do you have anything else to say? I'm 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 kind of tapped out. No, I'm good. I'm 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 glad that you uh, are like the most uh, distrusting uh, red pilled motherfucker out there. Now, now you just have to go the next step. You get you got to not care about how this all pans out. You you got you got to really divest yourself uh, of of uh, a, a love of of your fellow man and just sort of well, whatever happens, happens. I, I just want everyone to chill the fuck out, man. And like, look, look, that's not, that's not me saying, you know, we have to slow the momentum. It's just like, yo, things have been tense for months now. And all I'm looking for is like a sigh of relief, man. Tell, tell that to, uh, tell that to all the black people that have been brutalized, I guess. Huh, Eric? (laughs) Yes. That's the place where I was coming from. That's your message. Uh, yeah. All of right. Course, of course. All right. Uh, everybody, you know how to reach us. Uh, Eric yeah. sounds too, too downtrodden to read to you the phone number and all the shit. Uh, but you know, the drill, uh, reach you know out to us, hit the Twitter. I'm not looking at it. So you'll be talking to nobody, but if you feel compelled to talk to nobody and scream into the void, you can get us, get a, get at us at, at WP timeline on Twitter. You can hit the Patreon. I su- I highly suggest hitting the Patreon because we have great content on there. Patreon.com slash worst possible timeline. If you haven't yet, you're really missing out and doing yourself a disservice because we had high, high praise on our most recent, uh, Patreon episode. Oh no shit. Was that when we, uh, exposed the lies of COVID? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's when we, ex- that's when we went full, Alex Jones and read from the, uh, the forbidden tomes of, of, of COVID and the, the, uh, we, we, yeah, we expose the media lies and, and people are praising us for it. 
Oh, all right. Well, appreciate that. Uh, they'll just cancel us about some other bullshit next week. Uh, all of right, course. everybody, uh, be good, uh, stay safe, uh, exercise your right to to peaceful assembly, uh, and also uh, start an autonomous zone. Yeah, yeah. Make your be the Chaz you want to see in the world. Well said. It is now 2024, and the choice is up to you. Do you listen to good podcasts, or do you listen to bad ones? Well, we've got a suggestion for you. How about you listen to a good podcast for the first time in your miserable life? I can think of one. Overnight Drive. Going strong. 11 years now. The podcast about nothing. Your favorite podcast's favorite podcast. Do you enjoy nothing? <laughs> so do we. Why don't you come over and check it out and stop listening to other podcasts? Thank you. <laughs>